Welcome to Relationships Unhinged Podcast, where we explore dysfunctional partnerships that became deadly. These stories give a whole new meaning to the term, till death do us part. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Relationships Unhinged Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 32. Moving on up. I have such a great surprise for you. Oh yeah? You're going to be so excited. I can't wait. I'm sure that our listeners are going to be like, finally. Yeah, exactly. I think think a lot of them understand my plight. Yeah. You know, I have to tell you something though. What? Because sometimes I go back and like I'll listen to our old podcast and I always think that you quote Dumb and Dumber, but not one time in this whole podcast have you quoted Dumb and Dumber. Uh, why would I? Because you'd like in life you do. But I always guess Dumb and Dumber and it's always something else. But I really don't ever in life. I don't understand where you're getting this from. I think sometimes I did Sometimes you do. No, I think one time, <laughs> one time I've done it and every, you just think I do it all the time now. I know, but it's funny. So you It's every movie but Dumb and Dumber, which is hysterical. I know. I know. All right, so tell me what we got. So do you think you're ever going to quote Dumb and Dumber? Probably not. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying that... uh... (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... (laughs) So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! All right, so I have a case from the 20s. What, what did you just say? <laughs> I said, so you're saying there's a chance. Look at that. So you have, <laughs> so okay, well, there you go. So now you're quoting Dumb and Dumber. I know. You didn't actually think I was like going to go past my head, did you? No, I, I knew, I thought you knew. Yeah, right, right away. It was like super easy. Okay, so I have this awesome case from the 20s. And although this case is famous like in the world. From the 20s? Yeah. Wow. So no matter how famous it is, because it's what like almost a hundred so years ago. I, I don't know. I just, I just felt like living it up, All right. going back in time. But like I said, so even though it's like famous from back then, it's been like a hundred years. So I think maybe people haven't heard it. So <laughs> that's why I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So this is the story of Ruth Snyder and Albert Snyder, okay. who were from Queens Village, New York. All right, so she was 32 and he was 44, and they got married in 1915. So weirdly, he had a previous fiance that he was still in love with named Jessie, but she died. But he was like never going to get over her. And he bought a boat and named his boat after Jessie. He hung a photo of her in the house, and he said she was the finest woman he'd ever met. (laughs) So his wife was insanely jealous. Okay. And I think she felt like neglected and not really truly loved. So he was the editor of a like a boating magazine, which they called back then a motor boating magazine. <laughs> motor boating, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So she worked as a phone operator. Okay. And they met when he lost his temper on a call to her, and then he wanted to apologize in person. So they went on a wait, date. Wait. 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 Yeah, so this is back in the day when there was like operators like putting you through calls. So let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. He was an asshole on the phone call. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I think I should meet this guy because he wanted to apologize in person, but she's okay with this. Yeah, I think he wanted to like try to be a gentleman. Try but to he was already he was an asshole on the phone, so you think that would be like a turnoff for this chick? I mean, totally. Ruth, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing, Ruth? Right, Albert's a dick. He's in love with someone else. 
Right. Just like let them go. Motorboat and son of a bitch. <laughs> right. So even so they went on a date and she was only 19 when she started dating him. He was okay. 32. And since he already had like experience with women and stuff, he expected her to like perform. Yeah. Okay. But she said no. She was a self-respecting girl and okay. she stayed a virgin until they got married. They describe her as um, blonde and commanding. But then again, she's an Aries, so who would expect anything different? Right, right. So they had one daughter um, who was born in 1918. So at the time of this like thing right. that we're going to talk about, the Lorraine was the daughter. She was nine. So it's strange because now Lorraine would be like over 100, right? Because she was born in 1918. So now she would be like 103 wow. if, she, if she, you know, if she was still alive. I guess as a, now she became a board housewife of like one child and she started having an affair Oh, with no. a corset salesman. Oh, a corset salesman. Yeah. So you know how like, everyone was like a salesman back then? Yeah, they used to come to your door with that big-ass suitcase. Yeah, so imagine he came to her door with like a corset and was like, let me put this on you. And she was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> she apparently was no longer a self-respecting girl. Oh, apparently not. Um, so he, his name was Henry Judd Gray. He was 34. Okay. They often met during the day. You would think that job would be like for a female salesperson. I know. Not a male salesperson. And this is like back in the day when people had to wear 70 layers of clothes because like God forbid they showed their leg above the knee or right. anything. It's crazy. So like can you imagine this guy coming and be like, Madam, can I show you a corset? And then you'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah. sure. And that's that, that birdcage looking thing, right? It's like that thing that they tie around your waist that makes your waist like 10 inches. It makes and then your it boobs pushes your out. boobs way up. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are so uncomfortable, they're impossible to breathe in. Remember on Titanic when her mom's putting it on her as she's like scolding her? And she's like yeah. bent over and her mom's like ripping it like as tight as she can. And she's like, Ugh. she ends up fainting because it's on too tight. Right, right. Yeah, so that's like what a corset is. Gotcha. So um, so they, they often like had trysts like when her husband was at work and the daughter was in school. But sometimes they met at a hotel and she would let the daughter ride up and down the elevator while she went into a room with Henry and hooked up with him. And she figured that no one would suspect she was having an affair since she had a child there <laughs> with her. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, who the fuck knows who could have took the kid up and down the elevator? I mean, back then, there I don't think there was a lot of kidnappings. Remember, the, like, the Lindbergh guy? Right. That's, like, the only, I think the most famous kidnapping, but that's, like, the Maybe only because it was one. the only one publicized. I mean, possibly, you know. I mean, the media still did what the media does. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what yeah. you do best. So Henry Judd Gray was married, but he wasn't happy at home. And he also had one daughter. After she started this affair with Henry, she tried to kill her husband seven times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me, just, let me just list these out for you. You're going to love them. So she tried to closed the garage door when he was in the car running with, with like carbon monoxide after he had a couple drinks. Okay. She poisoned his whiskey, but he dumped it and said, I must find a new bootlegger. Jesus. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. Then um, she disconnected the gas range. She added narcotics to his cold medicine when he was sick. And somehow he never suspected anything. He yeah. wasn't like, dude, I'm having all these mishaps. Yeah. She, she tried to enlist the help of Henry okay. to help him. He he helped her get a life insurance policy, and he did send her some like poisonous powder. Can that I, I just think say is something? Which, yeah, 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 go ahead. What year was this? 
This is, so this is 1927. Okay. The same shit was happening in 1927 and as it is right now. This the way is why people I love think. reading old books because I realize it. The, the same struggles are real. It's just like the only thing different is technology. Right. He had sent her the powder that she used to poison his whiskey. Right. But like other than that, like at that point, like he really hadn't done anything except for like maybe make suggestions. Because oh, he, was, he was complicit, believe me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But because she was like obsessed with killing her husband, Henry got so like distraught and like got like this nervous condition and had to drink alcohol like every day. So this is like during prohibition. So he had to like like find liquor and right. then like get drunk every day because he was like so he was like such a mess because she was trying to kill her husband and he knew about it. So you think that or he's like, dude, I'm next. No, no. And you know, I don't even think he wanted to be with her. But you know, this is funny. Yeah, so she thought he, she thought he was like a mama's boy. And so she thought it was kind of like a wuss and she was like very commanding. So her nickname for herself to him was Momsy. Momsy. Yeah. So this comes in later to play, but she called him Bud or lover boy. This one Casablanca shit. Come here, lover boy. Come here, lover boy. And if he doesn't answer, oh, lover boy. And if he still doesn't <laughs> right? answer. So. See, now the old ones are interesting. Way more interesting than some of these new ones. This one, this one is really interesting. But the thing is, I found this super, this super famous case, which is why I have so much information about it. So he. He helped her take out $48,000 in life insurance, which was a lot of money back then would be double indemnity or whatever if he died from a violent death. Oh, man. So like that's like almost 100,000. That's worth a million today. Yeah. So like basically a million dollars in life insurance. So um, like the guy getting screwed from the medical equipment only getting $24,000. Exactly. So they made this plan. Right. Okay. Wait, did they hatch a scheme? They did. <laughs> Seems um, like something you would say for in, in the 20s. So, yeah, yeah, they hatched a scheme. All right. She had a plan to go out with her, her husband and her daughter that day. So, what does Henry do? Henry gets, like, balls drunk because he's, like, a wreck. He drinks all day. He takes the train to her house while they're out, the family. So, he had given her some tools that he had purchased, and she hid them in a spare room. So, he gets off the train, okay. drunk goes to their house and hides out in the spare room waiting for them to come home okay so they came home around this is the corset dealer yeah got it the wussy guy right so he's hiding out in their in their spare room and they came the family came home ruth and albert and the daughter came home at 2 a.m so she the husband passes out or falls asleep or does whatever it's 2 a.m she sneaks into the spare bedroom mm -hmm. with henry and they have sex for approximately one hour while he's sleeping. While the husband's down the hallway asleep. This is some brutal shit right here. Right? After they have their intercourse, mm -hmm. they go down to the bedroom where Albert's sleeping. And he's actually sleeping with the covers over his head. Henry takes this weight that he brought. This, like, weight that holds windows closed. So it's called a window weight, incidentally. Okay. And he brings it down. And he smashes Albert in the head. But Albert just wakes up and is like, what the hell? <laughs> right? <laughs> Something so then, bit me. Was it a bullet? No. So then Albert jumps up and he's like, what the hell? He says, Momsy, Momsy, help me. Oh my. This is what Henry says. <laughs> so she's like, you can't do anything right. So she grabs the weight. She smashes it down. And now he's like out. 
he's like literally out. But that's not all they do. So they this leave him nuts. unconscious. They go downstairs. They have a couple drinks and they talk about the rest of the plan, right? They're like, all right, what are we going to do now? So he ties her up and he gags her. And he like, sta- they stage like a burglary. Um, so they, they also stuffed chloroform rags up his nose, <laughs> strangled him with a pitcher hanging wire, and then like continued to beat him like to make sure he was dead. Those picture hanging wires are no joke. I know. I'm surprised they didn't like make yeah. his head pop off. I'm telling you. So. So what happens? But after he leaves, uh, yeah. she kind of like she struggles for a while. Then she goes into Lorraine's room and she wakes Lorraine up. And she's like, Lorraine, we've been attacked. You we've know? been burgled. Right. <laughs> I've been attacked and the house has been burgled. So Lorraine goes and and fetches the police. And the police incidentally say, this house has been burgled three times in the last year. Like, what are the odds of that? Like, and things like that just didn't happen as much like back then. Right. So instantly they were suspicious because she claimed that there was some jewelry stolen, but they found it under her mattress. And And she really thought that through, huh? Yeah. So... They so they find out that she has a boyfriend and they okay. question them both. And now she's oh, like, he's he's fucking giving it up immediately. <laughs> he's the one that cracked. Of course. So once the police tell her that he cracked, she's like, it was all him. It was all him. Right. He wanted to get my husband out of the way. Now, this become this becomes like famous case. Like when I tell you, the tabloids were obsessed with it. The tabloids called her. Um, so well, he he went to the tab the tabloids and he like told her all this stuff and they called them the dumbbell murderers because they were so dumb <laughs> they called her the granite woman because she was always like really stoic really like strong beastly looking and they called him the putty man oh man because they thought he was just like do whatever so um the tabloids said um that oh, he told the tabloids that he would go to her house she would grab him by the face stare into his eyes Put her hands on his cheeks and then he was just like hers. He was just like, uh, like <laughs> that was like all she had to do. He was just literally putty. So they get charged with this murder and the whole trial, they're tried together, but they have different lawyers. Okay. There's a whole trial. Celebrities are going there. Tons of celebrities because everyone in the world's fascinated. This is a woman and this corset salesman have this crazy affair. It's all out there. There's literally like tons of celebrities there. You know, she says she was in a loveless marriage and she was ignored by her husband because he was in love with a dead woman. She said that it was him that, it was Henry that got the insurance policy and that he gave her poison and gave her the idea to kill her husband, Albert. (laughs) He said that she had given her husband sleeping powders and different drops several times, but her husband never died. He was strong son of a bitch. I mean, seven murder attempts. Not only that, but the guy got smashed in the head and woke up and was like, what happened? What was that? <laughs> That's because it was the putty man that hit him. When the <laughs> granite woman hit him, he was done. <laughs> she should have just did it. Right. So they, they got found guilty. They both got found guilty. They both got sentenced to the electric chair. So Did they ride the lightning? Rode the lightning. So this is why, like, this is why this, this, one, one of the reasons why this case is so famous. They both were in Sing Sing. Um, while she was in jail, mm-hmm. she had letters with proposals from over 200 men. Okay. It's so crazy. <laughs> right? So Lorraine ended, ended up getting insurance money. She got $35,000. 
Okay. So like the daughter. Right, right. So on January 12th of 1928, so this is just a little over, a little less than a year later, because the murder actually happened March 20th of 1927. So on January 12th of 28, they were both executed. So so when she got executed, she was the first woman ever to be electrocuted in the electric chair. Right. So there was like obviously like no pictures, no nothing. But this reporter snuck a camera onto his leg, right? And right as she was being electrocuted. How do you sneak cameras? Like cameras back then were the size of like Volkswagens. I know. I can't even imagine. He must have been wearing, and there weren't even bell bottoms yet, but he must have been like wearing like loose pants. But at the exact moment that she was being electrocuted. He lifted his leg. He yanked his his pant leg up and he took a picture and there's like this one random blurry picture of her in the electric chair shaking no kidding yes and so as soon as it was over he gets one thousand dollars for this photo which is a lot back then oh yeah it's probably like the equivalent of like a hundred thousand and that, that was like bonnie and clyde right the one detective of the work with the texas ranger was offered a thousand dollars for an interview and declined really did you know that no look at that there you go you like this old stuff I love that old stuff. So um, right away, her picture's on the front page of the paper in, in the electric chair, and it says, um, executed, and it says, first woman executed, you know, first woman in electric chair, all this stuff. Right. Old Sparky. So, yeah. So <laughs> her last words were, Jesus, have mercy on me, for I have sinned. And she was crying. He, and I mean Henry, received a letter of forgiveness from his wife. And he went to it to the chair with a smile on his face, saying he was ready to die. Ah. So now, even more famous. He had a set of balls if he was ready to go. Well, I, yeah. You know what I mean? They had been through a lot. And and don't you think it's weird that his wife like wrote him a letter forgiving him? Yeah. It's really crazy, actually. She probably felt bad for him. I mean, sure. but And she was rid of him, so what does she care at that point? This story inspired James Cain's novel, Double Indemnity. Okay. Which then became a movie in 1944, um, which then was remade in 1981 into Body Heat, which is famous with Kathleen Turner and William Hurt. And it also inspired um, the movie The Postman Always Rings Twice, which was came out in 1946 and starred Lana Turner. And then that movie got remade in 1981 with Jack Nicholson and Jessica Lange. Hmm. So their story inspired basically four huge movies and a book. Wow. Right? Wow. I've never heard of this before. I know me either. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to give you the picture, like, so that you could put it on our thing, like, of her riding the lightning. Okay. And Sitting in an old Sparky. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But this isn't is a, that nuts? This is a really good job on this one. It's pretty cool. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of, like, twists and turns. I know. I know. And imagine, like, how they're... Their fate was sealed when he like rang her doorbell to sell her a bra. I was just thinking that. And then, I like, literally was just thinking that the whole putty man's life was changed like in a minute. Right. Like you know how like I think like maybe they were each other's soulmate. I don't know because they were both like in loveless marriages allegedly or whatever. Like imagine like he walks up that to dude, the door, no, they were not looks soul- in her eyes. They were not soulmates. Like no. he claims that he turns into putty when he looks in her eyes. Right. Looks in her eyes and like that is like the end. Like that's the beginning of the end. Yeah. I don't know. Man. Next thing you know, dumbass putty man. They're having sex in the, in the hotel while the kid is in the elevator. They're hatching a plan to murder her husband. And man. they end up in the chair. That's a crazy ass story. Right? This is exactly why I love the old stories because they're they're whack. But it's you know, People it's hard to find it. one that's like that awesome. Well, you know. 
I thought 20 was pretty awesome with the guy with the ball peen hammer. Yeah, I like that one too. But, you know, there's Crazy a lot like of information. Back in the 20s and 30s, definitely. There's like so much information on this one because it inspired like so much stuff. And it was like the first like woman in the electric chair, right. first like, you know, sordid affair that caused like a murder of a husband. Like that was everywhere. And literally, celebrities were sitting at their trial watching them get tried. Crazy. Isn't that nuts? Can you imagine today, like, sitting there, like, because you murdered your husband with your boyfriend and there's, like, Lady Gaga behind you and, like, P. <laughs> P. Diddy, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, just, like, random people at your trial just, like, waiting to see what happens to you. Yeah, I wouldn't want any of those people there. No. Pretty interesting. Right? Yeah, good stuff. I like this one. Pretty good. All right, good. I'm glad you liked it. And people get to see her and old Sparky. Uh-huh. And Sparky needs to come back. Let's bring him back. Oh, it's kind of brutal. <laughs> <laughs> what about I mean, the things that they did to I mean, they did smash the, her husband with a weight. Right? Strangle him with a wire. Yeah. Stuff chloroform up his nose. Eye for an eye. Well, I guess they should do those things to them then. Yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine like <laughs> the press sitting there while they hit her with a window weight? <laughs> Wrap a wire around her neck. Yeah. Till her head nearly pops off. It's a crazy story. I know. All right, well, good job. Thank you. So we'll uh, see you back for 33 and make sure you go to Instagram and check out this crazy photo from the leg of uh pressman yeah right that guy had balls like, yeah i that no i first first oh, of all that's i know it's not balls but i'd like to know how he got this oh, camera you know what else leg. speaking of that what? that speaking of what balls or cameras no the guy with the camera okay. because you know they weren't supposed to have anything in there right there was like not supposed to be recording but devices but they just like trusted people blindly. But after this incident, that's when they started searching people whenever they were coming in the prisons. So yeah. this was the precedent for when they started searching no people. Mm -hmm. So there's like so much with yeah. this case. That's, that was like all precedents. That's cool info right, right at the last minute. Right. <laughs> I always do that. I like <laughs> yeah. remember something. I'm I like, know. oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's like important. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.